late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Berenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. The Thursday night, the throwdown has begun. It's a triple threat. Uh, Thursday night throwdown tonight. Teddy covers. Teddy going to run the gauntlet with Teddy. Is Coastal Carolina and BYU is official. BYU opens up as 10-point favorites. Yeah, little money came in on Coastal. Uh, we'll break it down with Teddy. We'll get his thoughts uh, on this. Uh, the NBA uh, decides that they're not going to be tested for weed anymore. And to be honest, I never really knew they were tested uh, for weed. Like, honestly, if, like, the NBA was like the NFL, there would be no NBA. Like, like seriously. I think NBA coaches and general managers smoke weed. I think NBA, NBA owners smoke weed. You telling me you don't think Mark Cuban's ever smoked weed before? You don't think the Toronto Raptor head coach Nick Nurse, like, blazes? The dude plays guitar all the time. Brings his guitar everywhere. All right? Now, um, Josh Gordon, speaking of weed, it's a weed and football-themed show tonight. <laughs> and a little NBA, but weed NBA. Uh, we're talking a lot of football, Teddy covers and basketball, whatever. Uh, we're talking about everything here. But, yeah, you know, so the NBA drops the weed stuff, and Twitter's, you know, lighting up, pardon the pun right now, about, oh, how is this going to affect the play? Like I said, how is it going to affect the play? I'll tell you what, it's a damn good thing that the police in Florida looked the other way and didn't open up the packages that were being sent into the bubble. Like, we bet on everything. Over, under kilos of marijuana that was smoked in the Orlando bubble? I don't know, like 382? Like, you know, look, C.J. McCollum crushed 85 bottles of wine. <laughs> C.J. McCollum drank 85 bottles of wine in the um, um, in in the bubble. You know, just imagine. So Josh Gordon is back, and think about this: Josh Gordon has missed 50 games, 50 games of his NFL career due to suspensions. And what is Josh like? Has let me let sorry. You remember that time Josh Gordon smoked all that weed and raped somebody? Oh no, that's right. That never happened. You remember that time Josh Gordon smoked all that weed and started a big brawl and like injured somebody? No, no, that never. Oh wait, did he ever? Did he run someone over? Oh no, that never happened. There's guys that beat up children and pregnant women with Super Bowl rings on their hand. Josh Gordon smokes weed and you sabotage the kid's career, Goodell. Oh, that's mighty big of you to let him come back. Oh, week 16, you're back. It's freaking legal, Goodell. Portraits late night at your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm -hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize is it costing me money? Late night anger management class uh, continues. I am Renzi throwing it down. Teddy Covers will step up and in from Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. 
Uh, we're going to break it down. We're going to break it all down. We're going to break down college football, NFL football, college basketball, and MLS soccer. No, not MLS soccer. Not MLS soccer. No, not with Teddy. Uh, but we had an upset tonight in MLS soccer. Is Minnesota United, the loons, as they're known. They step up and uh, they get they get it done. So the loons uh, step up with a, a three three nil victory, and I don't know how the hell this game stayed under. Like I, I really don't. Like it was three nothing. We had under three and a half. I'm like, oh god, like this. Yeah, this this game's not staying under. <laughs> like this this game's not staying under. Uh, but somehow it did. And uh, hey, you know we played a little bit on the draw, and I'm glad that I decided to sprinkle on the draw at plus three hundred. Uh, as opposed to loading up on Sporting Kansas City. And I said tonight, actually, on Game Time Decisions, airs weekdays at 6 on these uh, these same stations, uh, most of the same stations, uh, pretty much all of them, I believe. Uh, but I said, you know, it's not like the Seattle Sounders, where it's like, oh, there's no way the Sounders aren't going to win, right? So it's a little, little bit different. Minnesota's been a scrappy team. Uh, congratulations to the Loons. And I'll tell you what, man, the MLS is a whacked-out league. It's a fun league, but it's a whacked-out league. But, hey, what league isn't uh, whacked out? So uh, Teddy Cover's going to step up and in. We're going to run the gauntlet uh, with Teddy. I look forward to Teddy's take on BYU and Coastal Carolina. Our our boy Pete on uh, Twitter, Pete in Toronto, sent me a, a great, uh, great quote from uh, the Coastal Carolina coach. He said, yeah, we found out we were playing BYU. I called the Sunbelt teams that they, you know, that they played against. You know, it was the coaches and stuff. And uh, one of the coaches told him, do the opposite of everything that we did. <laughs> and, and another coach uh, told him, do you know what you just got yourself into? And, you know, it's interesting. The odds makers opened this up at uh, 10. But props to both these programs for playing this game. All right? Like, really. Like, they, you know, they're taking center stage, college game day and all that. That's all cool. But I'll tell you what, man. I guarantee you, like, Ohio State. Like, Ohio State's bitching about not playing enough games and stuff, and people are bitching. I guarantee you, if BYU said to Ohio State, all right, we'll play you guys, let's go, Ohio State would say no. They'd be like, well, well, no, well, we don't know, right? Like, Ohio State likes playing inferior teams, right? Like, so all this talk about BYU and their schedule, BYU will line up and play against anybody. How will they fare? I don't know. Let's give them a chance. But I don't know if you guys remember, I told you this. I said this about a week ago. Uh, you know, I think I was talking about this last week after the college football playoff rankings. And I said it's time, it's time for for there to be another college football playoff. Not the college football playoffs, like not add like a million teams, but sort of like the NCAA tournament and the NIT. But the difference is, see, in college football, everybody is excluded. You have 128 teams, and it doesn't matter. You can go 13 and 0, kid. We don't care. Because I tell you what, if Clemson are 10 and 2 or Ohio State are 5 and 0 or Alabama and whatever other SEC team we're going to put in here, it's not a real competition. It's not fair. And they're being left out in revenue as well uh, from this. It's a little power five power grab. And it's not like the NCAA tournament, March Madness, what makes it cool is that everybody's there. It's like the US Open. That's the essence of sports, right? That everybody gets a chance. And it doesn't mean that Alabama should be playing Kent State and stuff. But at the same point in time, a kid on Boise, a kid on Coastal, a kid on any one of these teams, that's the conference they're in. It's as ridiculous as saying that, well, you know what? Like uh, the NFC East, you guys suck, so you're not in the playoffs. 
you know, just because, you know, we arbitrarily say so. A couple of guys in a room are going to decide this. We're not going to decide it on the field. It's it's ridiculous. And so many people are left out that there really should just be another college football playoff. Have your little power five little shindig that really isn't. It's a power two. Let's be real. All right. The power five. It's not even a power five. The, the Pac-12, like you guys get no respect in this thing. Like, yeah, Pac-12, you guys go undefeated and they laugh at you. Uh, the Big 12, you're like the Patsy. It's like, yeah, whatever. We'll put the Big 12 team in and, you know, they can lose. And, you know, and, you know, and the Big 10 has a free pass, even though the Big 10 blows. The Big 10 sucks. Everyone talks about schedules and stuff. We're looking at Ohio State's schedule. Look at the Big 10. The Big 10's terrible. Like, who's good in the Big 10? Yeah, really. You want to talk about BYU schedule and, uh, and all these teams' schedule? Like, who's good in the Big 10? Nobody. Ohio State's really good. I'm not like saying Ohio State aren't great, but I'm just stating that all this stuff is made up to begin with. So there really just should be like, and it's funny because, you know, some of these athletic directors is a story that just broke about how they're talking about we should just create our own little non, our own, like uh, our own league, so to speak, because we're always going to be on the outside of this power five crap. And you know what? You power five people, you need somebody to play as well. Right. It's like the sheer greed. A good example is that I know we have smart people here. Um, and you know, what? it's been actually um, pleasantly, uh, pleasantly troll free over the last uh, couple of nights, although I probably just mush that. Like it's talking about a no hitter. <laughs> it's like they're talking about uh, it's like talk, talking about a no hitter. Uh, but, you know, you you look at you look at the system that the way that it is uh, right now. And there's only a couple of teams and they're hoarding the money and they don't want anybody else in on it. And it doesn't matter. They're always going to be judgmental on you. You know, like the guy, like the SEC commissioner, Sankey, he's crying right now because Notre Dame got a free pass to go to the title. They didn't play another game or whatever. All right. And he's freaking out. Oh, it's not fair. Basically, he's campaigning to get two SEC teams in. That's what he's doing. And he's crying, oh, they're faking about COVID. It's not true. You see Dabo Sweeney, even in a COVID pandemic, these guys don't care. It's just about them. Now, this is why the Champions League is cool, right? The Champions League. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, you're from a small country and your league isn't as good as, you know, the Liga. But you know what? You're the, you know, you're a top four team. So you're in the tournament. And, you know, you, you play and you get your chance to prove it. But all like these powerhouse soccer teams, they considered it before, right? They talked about, like, basically bumping everybody and just creating a super league, right, in Europe. You know what I mean? Like the top four teams, basically. All right, we'll take Ajax. We'll take these guys. You know, all right, you know, like, you know, Liverpool, you're in. Chelsea's in. Basically, only the teams that make money, all right? And they seriously considered it. But they realize that it's like short-sighted and they can't just play each other all the time. It's sort of like the New York Yankees. The Yankees can't play themselves, right? Like they need other teams to play to be champions against, right? So they thought better against it and said, all right, we already have the Champions League. Let's not ruin the leagues and get greedy and stuff. But that's essentially what college sports have done. I should say college football. But... You know, they get it right for the most part. I get it. 
it's not Alabama's fault that they're the best. And I'm not crying that, oh, it's boring, it's the same teams. The problem is, it's a lot like society itself, all right? When people complain about capitalism and rich people and stuff, I don't think anybody complains about people making money. The problem isn't capitalism, people making money. The problem is the uber rich, they don't want you making money, right? They want to be rich. They don't want, they don't want you to be equal with them. And it's the same thing in like college. Like they don't give you the chance to become one of them. And it's the same thing with college football. It doesn't matter what your record is. Oh, so what? Yeah, you're 12 and 0, but you know what? We've decided that, you know, we don't think your wins are very good. And, you know, we've decided we're going to put the same two teams in again that happen to be the biggest television rating teams. I mean, let's be real, right? I mean, the whole thing's bastardized. So I give props to BYU and Coastal Carolina for the essence of college sports and football, playing to win. Hey, you want to play in two days? We'll play you. Alabama and Ohio State. Well, you know, we can't schedule a game more than 12 years in advance. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Stop. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class. Remember, every lock has a key, Kramer. Every lock has a key. Late night anger management class. I am Renzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, we got Teddy Cover stepping up and in from Las Vegas. We've got uh, Supercharger fan Jeff Feinberg uh, in the house. Should they fire Anthony Lynn? Uh, we'll get into that. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible. Uh, we'll talk NFL Draft quarterback uh, situation. Looks like Sam Darnold's days are done uh, in the Big Apple. Let's bring in uh, Teddy Covers right now, straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada's Arizona State uh, beats Cal by eight uh, tonight. You know, some early conference action very bizarre schedule um this year so far in college basketball but teddy can handle it what's going on teddy mar you got a loaded show tonight buddy let's roll baby triple threat i'm on i'm now on three hours a night teddy so i better yeah now we get three guests tonight <laughs> or we try <laughs> Not well, to mention, it sounded good in the intro <laughs> i appreciate that i made it sound like a big show it's, it's all about the hype right uh, yeah, mention, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm a part of it. Exactly. You're batting lead off here. Um, and me and Cam are doing a three-hour show earlier in the day as well. So six hours of content. You know, there's only so many sports leagues in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for Japanese start, baseball, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to start giving wrestling picks, WWE picks or something like that. But um, all right, Ted, let's, let's, <laughs> let's jump in uh, here. Just talking about uh, you know the college football playoff situation, and it's just so arbitrary. And and 
I don't, I'm not saying Alabama that, oh, you know, Alabama doesn't deserve this. And if Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State teams are the best all the time, fine. But their minds are already made up all the time. So my point was that I give props to BYU and Coastal Carolina for playing each other. So I, I asked you, Teddy, if BYU called and said to Ohio State, listen, we'll play you. Let's play. Like in two weeks, you guys, you know, you got an open week. We'll play you. Let's go. I bet you Ohio State says no. Right? Oh, wow, you know, it takes us a while to schedule these things. and Right? Like, these teams, they're sort of protected. And I just bring this up, like, there should be another college football playoff. Like, have your little, you know, Big Ten SEC showdown. Call it the college football playoff if you want. But everybody else, there should just be another college football playoff tournament, whatever the hell you want to do. But, you know, it just – but, you know, normally they do a great job, Teddy, and they get the right teams in here. This year, it makes it tricky, and it's so arbitrary, right? Let me ask you, are the, are, is your power rankings and the so-called Vegas power rankings the same as, as what the playoff rankings are? Oh, no, of course not. I mean, not even close. You know, uh, uh, that, that said, Alabama is at the top, but Notre Dame isn't number two. Everybody's got Clemson power rated higher than Notre Dame. Uh, you know, remember when they met Clemson was road chalk, despite the fact they're playing with their backup quarterback. Okay. So even though I don't know what Clemson is on the list, I pay no attention to the rankings. You know, I really don't. The one, but the one thing that I couldn't help but notice is that you have Ohio state sitting there near the top still. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but. I've seen Ohio State play two decent teams this year, and they struggled in both those games. You know, they played Indiana, and they didn't blow Indiana out of the water. They played Penn State, they didn't blow Penn State out of the water. And that's the best two teams they faced all year. You know, so if it's me and I'm the committee and Ohio State, who do they got? They got Michigan State this weekend, and then maybe yeah. Michigan next week. They're going to need another game just to play in the Big Ten title game, but I can't put the Buckeyes at the same level as the teams that have already played, you know, eight, nine, ten games, you know? I can't. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see a college football playoff with two teams from the SEC and two teams from the ACC, and that's the playoff this year. You know, would you be disappointed if Florida or Texas A&M went in along with Alabama? No. Would you be disappointed if both Notre Dame and Clemson got the, the opportunity to play uh, for the title, no. that's what I'm saying. You know, so if, if Notre Dame doesn't shock get me blown out, Teddy, if Notre Dame doesn't get blown out by Clemson and it's a close game, are they in? Because they said, "Well, they they only have one loss too, right?" And that you know, but what? Oh, I can't predict State's- what the committee's going to do. I have no I idea what they're. I mean, you know, remember, uh, they, they have only what they have no interest in pairing the best teams. Okay, they have no interest in anything but creating the most hype that they could possibly create. All right, exactly. So if Cincinnati's close, or if BYU is close, or if Iowa State or somebody, I don't know, you know, I'm just trying to think of some, you know, random random team that could, uh, you know, if Coastal Carolina wins, you know, it's not going to happen for Coastal Carolina, okay? (laughs) It's not going to happen for anyone that's not an extraordinarily hyped team that's going to attract national TV ratings. That's all they care about is the ratings of the game and how much hype they can get and how much money they can make off it. That's the criteria. Everything else is secondary. Despite what, you know, oh, let's get the four best teams. Shut up. Let's get the four teams that will make us the most money, and that's what happens every year. 
I like to argue with you because it's good radio, but I can't. Yeah, I said pretty much the same thing. I love what you said. They don't care who the best four teams are. They want the four biggest names. That's what I was saying earlier. It's it's exactly it. That that that's that's what it comes down to. But Ohio State's the the precarious one. And I said, you know, tell you, I swear, I've been talking about the same thing. I've been beating this drum all week. That everyone cries about BYU schedule. It's like look at Ohio State. Who the hell are they playing? Penn State's, you know, you said Penn State down this year, big time. Um, you know, you beat Rutgers, you beat Nebraska. It's not as though like the big, no one's good in the Big Ten. Wisconsin's good, and you're not playing them. So, like, who's like who's good? You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like um, it's not like Ohio State has some great resume. So they're really getting in on their name. Let's just be real. They're getting in on their name. Surely. Purely reputation. And I'm not saying the Buckeyes that the Buckeyes can't compete with those teams. You break down no. their roster, of course you can. But it's unfair you know, to the others still. The, You're right. It's unfair to the others. That's my point. The only reason they're in consideration is because they have Ohio State on the uniform. And that's why they're, you know, they're ranked as highly as they are. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, the, but prior to last week, you certainly make a case that Northwestern had played the tougher schedule and done more with it. You know what I mean? Uh, and you didn't see the Wildcats ranked uh, anywhere near where Ohio State was. So it's all about, you know, it's, it's about the hype train. Yeah. You imagine the torture and pain in the state of Ohio if somehow Ohio State gets left out and uh, the Bearcats get in? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so, so I'm sitting there talking to my, you know, again, I graduated from Michigan, uh, you know, many, many moons ago. Uh, but I still got pretty good contacts in Ann Arbor. Uh, and I was talking with uh, one of them earlier the week. And I'm like, what's this? You know, if Michigan forfeits next week, would you be happy with that? Or, you know, Michigan doesn't, it's not a forfeit, it'll be a cancellation. But if the Wolverines don't have enough players uh, that are healthy, they could pull a Florida State. You know, Kirk Herbstreit was talking about her, uh, you know, about Michigan could do that. Maybe they will. And, you know, I don't have any info on it. But, I mean, if Michigan by not playing can keep Ohio State out of the national championship picture. Yeah. Uh, I think Wolverine fans would be very satisfied with that. I brought it up earlier in the week before it was even news. That was my plan. I said, what are we playing this game for? What do we have to gain? And we can screw them. But I see the Big Ten right away is already talking about, well, you know, maybe maybe this six-game thing is not set in stone after all. Uh, Why, Gabe? Why? Yeah, well, right back to what we were just talking about, right? So yep. the rules were the rules until <laughs> until it was like, oh God, we're not going to miss out on the Ohio State money here. Like, yeah, that, that's no point. It's just so it's so bastardized. We all know it. I can't believe I was going to say that, but Teddy, it's true. Bring back the BCS. That damn computer was never wrong, Teddy. <laughs> it was unbiased. It was well, never wrong. <laughs> look, we've had what fifteen? You know, an average of ten to twelve games canceled every week. You know, uh, certainly for the last month we have. Uh, there's been 10 games every week plus that have been canceled. Make no mistake about it, okay? The only reason that they're playing college football at all this year is because college football funds the athletic departments. It's not because of competition. It's not because Trevor Lawrence was writing letters, you know, <laughs> let us play. It's because of money. The college football revenue funds every other sport, and every athletic department was way in the red, and they had to figure something out. Okay. We have college games. The Big Ten as a conference and every school in the conference because of it gets a huge payday if Ohio State. And it's like a million dollars a school plus 
if Ohio State makes the, uh, uh, the, the, the college football playoff. So it's worth, you know, again, when you talk about a million dollars for a university, it's not ridiculous amounts of money. But when you talk about a million dollars from an athletic program budget, it's meaningful, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and for the Big Ten, the conference itself will make – they will bend over any way they yeah. can bend over. They'll bend over backwards three times to try to get Ohio State uh, into the national uh, championship money, especially now that Wisconsin is out of the picture. And we've seen that over the years, the old uh, referee calls. Oh, well, they, we all know because the conference, they can't screw this team. They need to get that, that team into the into the bowl. They, they can't because that's it. You know, a team goes to a big bowl game. They share some of the money with the rest of the people in the conference. Uh, right. So they're getting they're getting paid as a conference, as Teddy just talked about. So let's as far as the game itself uh, here with uh, with uh, BYU, we'll get into it on the other side with Teddy. So the original number popped up at 10 and it dropped to nine and a half. And now it's back up to 10 and a half uh, right now. Total 61 and a half. So I look forward to Teddy's take on this on the other side uh, of Sports Rage uh, late night fun football game. Kirk Herbstreit should shut up. Oh, he's Mr. Neutral. He's not, I'm not biased. Yeah, you're biased. You've always been biased. And why do they have Dan Deere? Why do they have, uh, why do they have uh, Matt Millen doing Penn State games? Anyway, Sports Race Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Marenzi. The Thursday night uh, throwdown. We got a triple threat uh, tonight. Teddy Covers kicking it with us. Jeff Feinberg's going to step up in it a little bit later on. Rick Saratella uh, will talk uh, about Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Speaking of Ohio State, Justin Fields. And speaking of quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. See, that's another thing, too, that the, 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 the disrespect for BYU that – these guys, they've kicked the crap out of everybody. They've dominated good football teams. Like, there's stuff about them and they haven't played anybody. All right? They beat the crap out of Navy. Notre Dame plays Navy every year. They beat the crap out of Navy. People are oh, like, you know, this, they didn't play anyone. They went to Houston. They beat up Houston. They went to boys. You're always a third-string quarterback. You see, like, there's always an excuse against them. All this and that. They've smashed everybody. And listen, we get it. Coastal Carolina's not on that level. All right? Coastal Carolina's having a good year. They came out of nowhere. They're a fun team. But, you know, it's just sort of a Cinderella story. BYU, it's not a Cinderella story in the sense, Teddy, that BYU have a top 10 draft pick in the NFL as their quarterback as well. So it's not like they're a bunch of scrubs. We're talking about, like, how many of these other teams, right? Like, you know, Justin Fields, a top pick in the NFL draft. Well, so is Zach Wilson. So let's get into the football game here. Coastal Carolina getting 10 and a half right now against BYU, Teddy. What do you make of it? It's a mismatch. It's an absolute mismatch. You know, BYU, BYU is going to kill that team. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I'm not saying, oh, they're going to kill them. But 
you have an NFL quarterback versus a frosh. Never forget the dominance that the BYU program has in the trenches against your Sunbelt type opponents. All right. BYU kids are not 18, 19 years old. Okay. They get recruited. Then they go on a mission, oftentimes for two years, and then they come back and get to work on football. They are men, exactly. They're not kids on BYU. And what they've done basically in every game this season, and you talked about, oh, they haven't played anyone. Yeah, they have. You know, it was, no, okay, I'm saying they have. Play, guess what? Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, they yeah, have. Yes, but, yes. I, I know. That's, what I'm, that, that's yes. the whole point. It's Coastal who hasn't played anyone. Um, and it's certainly an odd circumstance for BYU. Okay. I'm not going to deny that for a minute, that it's a weird game. And all of a sudden they got to travel across the country, uh, and play it, you know, at a weird start time and all of that. But BYU is real. BYU can hang with, you know, and I found this out the hard way this year, unfortunately, uh, this is the best BYU team of the last you know, I don't know, half decade at least, probably more than that. Uh, I, I think they're going to kill Coastal Carolina. I don't think Coastal Carolina has a chance. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it, too. You can see the points. Ooh, Coastal Carolina. But, you know, I, I I was thinking the same thing, Teddy. I'm like, you know, these kids are Coastal Carolina. They're not even top recruits in, in the Sun Belt. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, like they're, they're just kids. And, and you know, they're going to be massively undersized. The youth factor, the experience factor, not to mention, as I was saying, Zach Wilson, like, is the real deal. Like, you know, like people, yeah. like people are, I know it's it's crazy talk, but there's some, there's a, some NFL GMs out there. They're like, let them have Lawrence and let them have Fields. We'll be more than happy to have Zach Wilson uh, come to us. I, I mean, Teddy, are you buying into it? You see this kid's throws. You know, like he's got all very Joe Burrowish, and not the same body, like, but in the same sense of the intangibles. Competitor, check. Intense, check. Um, uh, Zach you know, throws a great deep ball. Massive chunk plays, check. Um, you know, mobility, check. Is he tough? Yes, check. You know, say, you know, uh, is he six three? Is he six two? Depending on you know, depending on who you ask, etc. But he's got a lot of intangibles. The one knock, basically, though, they say, he's got the Brett Favre in him. He's a Brett Favre type, the Brett Favre hero ball syndrome, you know? He'll force things sometimes, and you have to watch out for that. But the kid really is the real deal, Teddy. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick, and I, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, uh, as a freshman, was as good a college quarterback as I've seen as a freshman probably since Michael Vick. You know, who took uh, Virginia Tech to the, to the national championship game uh, as a frosh uh, for the Hokies. I mean, you know, so Trevor Lawrence is going one. It's Florida State. If I have the next pick, all right, there's all, you know, it's, I went, oh, with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to be the number two QB. I watched Fields, you know, <laughs> twice this year in the Ohio State's two quote unquote step up games against Penn State and Indiana. And both times, I'm like, I don't want this kid as a number two QB. This kid's got Ryan Leaf written all over him. You know, if, I have a, if I'm taking the second quarterback in the draft after Trevor Lawrence, I will look at Zach Wilson for BYU, and I'll consider him right there 
with Justin Fields. Um, and he may, you know, I, I, from the, is he big enough? That's the big concern here. You know, he may not have the size that the NFL uh, uh, yeah. offense coordinators covet, but he's a pretty good QB. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has more success in the next level than, than Fields, who's been hyped a lot more than he has. That's exactly it. It's all about what, what what are you going to be two, three years from now? What you Not what you are now or what you what your hype was coming out of high school. Uh, so speaking of Ohio State, they got Michigan State. Good spot or bad spot if you're Michigan State? Because, you know, there's two ways of looking at it, Teddy. Ohio State, clearly hear the, the rumblings. Uh, I think they're all tuning in right now to us, without a doubt, right, in the late night hours. So they, they hear this talk. Um, and they're never shy about running the score up if they can and, and uh, at the in the first place. But Teddy, at times sometimes when teams have that pressure on them that you know you guys better not just win, but you better really win, <laughs> right? When you get that pressure on you, sometimes it can alter things a bit. What about Ohio State psyche? What's your take on this one with 23 and a half points? So I'm not going to play the game. Let me start there. I do not trust Ohio State's focus. We've got a bunch of quotes from Day talking about how the rosters are, they're, they're going to be missing multiple players from multiple position groups. Um, and of course, you know, on deck is uh, the Michigan Wolverines, which tends to be something of a look ahead spot uh, for Ohio State. And frankly, you know, they're. they're where they are in the standings, in the BCS standings, sure, there's concern about, oh, they need to run up scores. But no, they don't. All they got to do is win. Yeah. <laughs> Given where they're they undefeated. Are the yeah. 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 So uh, I, I'm not convinced. You know, everyone's like, if the Buckeyes have the chance, they'll punch in another score. And they're probably right. You know, when you have a quarterback contending for a Heisman, they're going to punch in that last score. When you have a team that's going to, you know, uh, and particularly the teams that are just out, your Texas A&Ms of the world or Florida of the world that are just out of the top four. Those teams tend to put extra emphasis on running up scores uh, late in the season. But I don't know that Michigan State's going to be an easy out here. You know, uh, they covered the number by three touchdowns last week. Not the first time they've uh, covered a number by three touchdowns plus uh, this season. And, you know, it wasn't much of a game last year. It was, what, 34-10 to 10, uh, Ohio State. 26 to six the year before that. I don't know the Spartans are going to move the ball a whole lot here. If I'm going to play the game, I'd probably play the under before I got involved with the side for this one. You just mentioned Texas A&M. They're laying uh, six and a half at Auburn. Is this a dangerous spot for them? It's a dangerous spot for them, but I think they're a lot better than Auburn. I think they're at least six and a half points better than Auburn. And again, you're not going to get rich late in the season laying road chalk with national championship contending teams against quality foes. You know, they're all yeah, yeah. somewhat inflated price tags, but at the same time, I, you know, I, 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 um, much like BYU, I learned the hard way. A&M, I learned the hard way as well. Um, you know, this is, this team is, is no joke. Uh, and uh, they're better than Auburn. They really are um, both sides of the ball. Teddy Covers kicking it with us. All right, Teddy, let's, uh, is there a college game that I didn't ask you about you want to share with us? If not, I'm going to move on to college basketball right now. Yeah, that's fine. Let's talk a little college hoops, although, you know, my college hoops to say that I've gotten off to a cold start isn't strong enough, uh, Marinci. I've made, uh, I put out four plays 
you know, uh, so far in college basketball, and they've all lost by double digits. <laughs> I, so, you know what? So, I'm sorry to hear it. Listen, I went, dude, I went four and ten the other day with college basketball too, but I've had good days too. But I'm sorry to hear it, but it's actually good news because if you would tell me, oh yeah, I'm I'm nine and zero in my last nine picks, you know, like if for for everyone out there, and that's the life of a capper, isn't it, Teddy? Right? Like people buy in when you're winning, and then you're due to go, you know, sort of lose, and then you're losing, and then you know, oh, he's, he's on a cold streak, right? <laughs> but man, the way I see it, if you're on a cold streak and it calls back, you're due, you're due. So I've got an advanced number here for you, Teddy. And I've always got confidence in you, Teddy. Uh, I've got it. There's a number up right now. FanDuel's posted Gonzaga minus three and a half against Baylor on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, big time, primetime game. And I know, you know, automatically it's not a game that you might automatically bet on, but I'm looking forward to your take on it. So what's his take? What is your take, Gonzaga and Baylor? Uh, I like the under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baylor. I don't know if there's a team in the country that's going to play better defense than Baylor. And we certainly saw some of that last night. I mean, you see what they did? <laughs> They're a really good defensive team. So is Gonzaga, you know. And that's the difference between the Zags teams of the last couple of years uh, compared to Fuse teams, uh, you know, a decade ago. Uh, you know, that, that we're always getting upset in the Sweet 16 is the emphasis on defense. So it's two really good defensive teams. I'm not convinced there's going to be a whole lot of pace uh, in that contest. I would expect the offensive uh, execution on both sides uh, to be choppy at best. Look, I- I'm in no rush to step in front of the Zags, all right? <laughs> uh, they deserve to be where they are. But, A, this is a game they could lose. And, B, I think the under might be the best bet of all. The Baylor's lived up to the hype so far early uh, this season uh, as well. So, interesting that uh, there's a number up uh, for this big basketball game. Uh, already all right nfl uh football lucky 13 strange week this week teddy in the nfl and you know it doesn't mean we can't win uh we talked about the bounce back earlier in the week i don't know if you buy in that matt patricia's gone uh that the lions will be much more relaxed it is a coach that they clearly did not like they get the chicago bears uh in this spot and i'm intrigued by the cleveland browns teddy and it was been six all week i see five and a half right now and I think the Browns would give the Titans a taste of their own uh, poison, so to speak, in which, you know, they like to smash, you know, you with Derrick Henry. It's like, all right, well, we got Kareem Hunt. We got Nick Chubb. Cleveland Browns are the number one rushing team in the National Football League with 161 yards a game on the ground. Great one-two combination between these two guys. I just, you know, I always have a hard time. Yeah, that's Baker Mayfield on the road. But... You know, what about Tennessee as a favorite? And not a great spot for them. What's your take on that one? So, I'm not going to get to the window with Cleveland here. And it has everything to do with Baker. You know, yeah. and well, Baker and Denzel Ward. I mean, without Denzel Ward, this pass defense is, uh, is spotty at best. And while both the Titans and the Browns are two elite-level rushing teams, one of these two teams executes in the red zone, and the other one settles for field goals. And the team that executes is the Tennessee Titans, and the reason they're able to do that is because they have a quarterback who is accurate in tight windows. In, and Baker's size. Uh, close to the goal line. And Mayfield yeah. doesn't do that. Hold on, Patty. We'll be back on the other side. More tricks late night. Continues.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. All right, it's a three-minute warning. Level one. Jeff Feinberg's going to step up and in in level two. Uh, we've got uh, Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, kicking with us in level three. We've got Teddy for a couple of more minutes. So, uh, Teddy, I want to get your take on the Colts game, Colts and Texans. Uh, but I brought up uh, Matt Patricia being gone, and you know, it's you know, it's in any sport, Teddy. You know, baseball, hockey, basketball you know, football, but, you know, it's it's big baseball thing and hockey. Oh, the first game with the new guy. And there's different scenarios, though. But for the most part, if coaches get fired, generally they weren't like, because, you know, that's why the team quit on them at that point. You have your exceptions, right? I don't think the Falcon players dislike Dan Quinn. You know what I mean? I just think it, it just sort of happened that way. But there's no disputing. They didn't like Matt Patricia. So we've only no. got two minutes, so I'll throw it to you. Is there a big bump, or does that matter? Uh, is, you know, I, I want Galladay to be playing, but did they get a big bump? And what about the Colts and Texans? Texans think they can uh, – they haven't tapped out on the season yet, this team. What's your take on those two games? So, uh, when it comes to the Lions and the Bears, I'll tell you what. I understand all the reasons to take Detroit this week. You know, the Bears are still the Bears. <laughs> and it's been uh, pretty darn ugly for Chicago since that five and one start. And yet Lions still don't have Galladay. They still don't have DeAndre Swift. They still don't have Danny Amendola. Matthew Stafford is still, it feels like he's trying to force away his trade out of town. Uh, And when you look at who the Bears have lost to during this five game skid, all right, hasn't been teams like Detroit. I'll tell you that. The Rams, the Saints, the Titans, the Vikings who are playing better and the Packers. This is a big step down in class for the Bears. If I'm playing, I'm laying, despite the situation. I know. 30 seconds, Teddy. Colts, Texans. You buying into the Texans? I am, and Indy's injury report is ugly. Both starting tackles out. Phillip Rivers, both starting tackles hurt. We don't know if they're out yet. Phillip Rivers with a bad toe. Uh, Five defensive players mispracticed today. Indy's not the same team they were two weeks ago. Sportsmemo.com, Wager Talk TV. Check them out. Teddy.